This is Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Thanks to Bluebet. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet, what are you really gambling with? Assholes like you every day. James Brayshaw. Every f- day. Billy Brownless. Is this moron number one? Oh, Fats wandered in and said, no, I think there's news. Put moron number two on the phone. Oh, I might be making oh. it up. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you two? Everybody's working. Over Listen to the rush hour. I feel good. Right, you're listening, we're listening, everybody's listening, and for good reason, because... Yep. Big show. Uh, Diesel, very, very shortly, he's got a brand new album out, brand new song out. Yep. Mark, Johnny, Diesel, call him what you want. He's a star, joins us uh, in moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if I can see Topics Brownless, I don't get that. Yes. Uh, we'll Good get one, to the bottom I? of that. Uh, we've had an issue within our own office mm, yeah. that we need to get to the bottom of. That you may be responsible no, we for. think you're responsible. <laughs> Not only we think, but other parts of the building think. Right. So we get to that. Uh, we speak to Chris Dittmar yep. on the back of Squash being back at the Olympics 2028. We need to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Travis Old, the brand new head of <laughs> F1 Australia. So this is a nice looking show and I think we'll end on a joke that's not only not funny, mm. but also Bill's only. No one else wants to have anything to do with it. As I say, from down the coast, hello to you, Fat. Uh, g'day, little skinny boy. There's me and Rabsy here. And of course, oh, you're yeah. not in the chair again. Rabsy. So what, just down the coast, yeah? Woo! How is the coast? <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's looking beautiful down here, I tell you what. When do we get invited down? Me and uh, Wabbits. Uh, I don't think you ever will. Are you sure? No, yeah, I'm sure. We, I could water we're your sure. lawn. Yes, we're sure. <laughs> no, it'll happen. You'll all come down. It's beautiful. Oh, right, what a, when Victoria turns it on, Fat, it's the best place in the world, no question. We are the four best friends that anyone could have. Well, who's the other one? Melissa at the basketball. Oh, <laughs> yes. Hello, Wabbits. Ginnivan. Not sure what he was trying to do. O'Driscoll, Ginnivan, and he gets a high free. First one in about six weeks. Shouldn't have got that one, JB. Oh, oh and then he's given us crowds of work. He's got nice slabs of smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, oh, there's a lot of talk about our boy Jackie Jackie in the wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Now on Triple M's Rush Hour. You can't do that. No. No. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it's Billy's All Sports Report. Oh, no. Guess what, Jim? Yes, what? Jackie Ginnivan could be Jackie Gonovan. Oh, I see you. what you've done. Yes. Thank you, Hose. Uh, mm-hmm. He has requested a trade to Hawthorne. Hawthorne. I what? saw that. And he's deleted all his Insta posts. No. Why would you do that? Don't know. Sure. This is a big move because he's a cult hero at Collingwood. And a premiership pl- player. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This is a big move. Are you happy with this, Raps? Um, no, I'm a bit upset about it. Because when he comes onto the field, the crowd get up. They they cheer loud. They clap. They stand because they love him. Yeah. Like he said, cult hero. He so, is. yeah, disappointing. So Brockman left. He left mm. Hawthorne. There's a spot there, of course, for him at Hawthorne. So that is big news. We'll follow that. Right uh, see what happens there, uh, Jimmy boy. Mm-hmm. Shane McAdam has been traded to Melbourne Football Club for Melbourne's second round pick in 2024. Right. So that means Melbourne have traded Brody Grundy. For Tom Fullerton and Shane McAdam. That's how right. all that worked out. Oh, for thank you, you Bill. Yeah, so I appreciate it. Just a little yep. summary by Fat. I like it. Yep. And Callum Toomey. 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 Yes. Uh, the Cats have, oh, they've signed up Reece Stanley, Zach Toohey, <laughs> and Gary Rowan for one more year, Jimmy Boy, on the top right. of Tom Hawkins. So the old yes. boys stay together. The band's good. still there. Good. Which is good. Yes. Ah, nice win by the Aussies last night against Sri Lanka. Better. In a bit of trouble early. Sri Lanka are one for 155 off 26 overs. They were smashing them, Jimmy they Boy. They were. They were. They yes. lost nine for 52. Zamps. Oh, Zamps got amongst them four for 209 all out. And then Aussies five for 215 off 35 overs. So well done. Good win. Good we win. move on for that play. Pakistan this Friday night. Travis Head was on the rush hour in Adelaide yesterday and was asked about a potential return to the Aussie side. 
The aggressive date is, uh, I think it's the 25th against the Netherlands, is very aggressive. It's right on six weeks of, of break. So yep. um, that's got to be everything going well. Um, and then I think we've got New Zealand on the 28th. Um, then a little bit of a break and got England on the 4th of November. So um, somewhere in that range, I reckon. Be good to have him back. I need him back badly. Uh, what about the LA Olympics, Jim, 2028? You spoke about this. The uh, new sports, baseball, softball, cricket, T20, flag football, no, 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 lacrosse and squash have all been mm. added. So that will be good. And as you said, we'll talk to our mate Ditmar over there because mm-hmm. he was it. And uh, sorry, uh, baseball is interesting to me, Fat, given it's in LA. Yes, exactly. And of course, it's the national sport of the United States. Mm-hmm. So that might be a little hometown decision. And also flag footy, I reckon. I don't yeah, know if that's played never, no, I agree. anywhere else. So lacrosse. Mm. No, it's mm. an American-based uh, thing, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. So they're looking after themselves. They are, exactly. Uh, rugby, the Wallabies coach, Eddie Jones, has finally faced the media. And I saw him and said, hey, 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 <laughs> what's going on, Ed? <laughs> staying or going? Uh, no, staying, mate. Uh, always been committed to Australian rugby. Uh, I want to leave it in a better place. And that's still the job, mate. Long term? Uh, well, I'm committed to make a better place. What does that mean? Committed to 2027? <laughs> well, it's not so my. It's not absolutely my decision, is it? Yeah, we've got a review going forward, and we'll see what happens at the end of the review. And you have been quoted recently in the past saying of the World Cup, it, it could be all over. Well, you know, again, that's not my decision, is it? Are you worried you're going to get sacked? Is <laughs> what you think? Uh, no, no, I'm not worried. I don't control those sort of things. All I can do is coach. Yeah, I went to the World Cup. Came in a short period of time, had to make a decision on, on the team, made a decision we needed to go with youth. And whilst the results of the World Cup want, weren't the results we wanted, mm, I think yeah, I've left, left the Australian team in a great position to go on to 2027. Mm. So, Bill. Yeah. A journalist saying, you've been quoted recently in the past. Well, if you've been quoted recently, it has to be in the past. Because <laughs> yeah, it won't be in the future. No, it won't be in the future. <laughs> or the present. Exactly. Oh, he's ducking and weaving there. Oh, he is. He's he slippery. Is. He's slippery oh. one to catch. He yeah. is. And that'll do, I reckon. Oh, that'll Ooh. do. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. You know what a lot of people are saying? <sighs> what? How's he on here? I know. They're, they're all saying that. <laughs> And our next guest is an Australian rock icon with six ARIA awards, and he's just released a new album called Bootleg Melancholy. It's Mark Lazotte, or as we know him, JB. Diesel, yeah. and he's here. Welcome to you. <laughs> I am. Thanks for having me. Oh, we had him in, what, a year ago? It was it a couple of years ago, I reckon, in the old ago. studio? Yeah. Sipping yeah. my tongue yeah. was amazing. It had to be because I didn't go anywhere or do anything for quite a while there. Mm. <laughs> you were this album, what you in fact, it's been that long that you were in a different building. We were. Yeah. We were. What do we call, call you, Johnny Diesel or Diesel uh, or what do just, you want? You can call me Mark. Uh, the, the Diesel, Mark. Yeah, the Diesel thing was, you know, I took that because the band fell apart and uh, it was actually named after the bass player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, eh? Yeah. Not so even I, you. It was never me. Right, yeah, so there Mark it is. There we go. Yeah. 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 Had to well, go along with it. Johnny Diesel and the Injectors yes. back in the day, and then oh, Diesel. Good old days. Yeah, exactly. Bloody human right. education. Now. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, well, this is my youth. Now, <laughs> yes. tell me about this album, Bootleg Melancholy. Rock album. Well, I made a blues record, which was a really fun thing to do, and um, it's very spontaneous. Did it all myself because we weren't allowed to have any people in our house, and then that, that only, well, it took about two weeks to do the whole thing, and then. I realized that I needed another project straight yep. away. Um, I wasn't going to start making sourdough bread. So <laughs> I I started another record and that's I basically finished it earlier this year around April, March. So So all yeah. you. Yeah, again. Well Barnes still in that mode. Barnsley would have been trying to get in there or something, wouldn't he? <laughs> no, and um, him. you know what? He was sending me through that period, he was sending me ideas off his off his phone and I ended up getting involved in seven tracks off of um the the um, flesh and blood yep. record, um, and that was that was through yeah that was through kind of like uh, yeah kind of like pen pal because we couldn't actually get in the same room together mm. it was a bit tricky so he'd send me ideas and I would flash them out and send them back, but um, now he doesn't try to get in on it every record that mm-hmm. I, I thought he, he would he <laughs> really does love singing though and that's that's a given he loves to sing if it's something he wants to sing on and of course he can sing on anything of mine at any time, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the feeling's mutual, but yeah. So 
So tell me about recording a whole album on your own. I know Ivor Davies from Ice House, that's how he did all of his records, did it all himself and then mm. got a band to come in and go oh, on the road with him. Right. Is that – how does that oh, – it's obviously different from having a band in, in the recording process, but how have you found that? Well, I've been doing so much of it for so long, I guess. I guess people might not realise, but I, 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 the first record I did that was um, Solid State Rhyme, and that was at 95. So since then, I've been doing a lot of producing for other people, and so when it comes to kind of doing it for myself, it's not like I choose to like just be by myself in the yeah, studio, yeah. but I, I can, you know, kind of get quite used to it. I'm, I'm actually quite quite fond of burning the oil, you know, by myself, mm-hmm. um, and uh yeah, there's something quite satisfying about yeah making making soundscapes when you're on your own. Well, you are a, a ridiculously good guitarist. So what so, about the other bits? Yeah. So you're then doing the bass, well, you're doing the drums, the thing. yeah. Look, I mean, that's I take that as a compliment, and I, and I thank you for that. But I, guitarist was actually the the um, later thing for me because I started on bass, um, cello before that. Really? So yeah, those were the beginnings of my musical experience. And I got a guitar finally around the age of 14 and, uh, 14 and a half ish. It was, I was playing in a band by the age of 15. That's, that's what I remember and hacking my way through it because my hands were, you know, pretty limbered up from playing cello and bass. So when I got a guitar, I, I was able to pretend that I knew what I was doing. Of course mm. I didn't. Um, yeah, but that's, that's really my origin. So for people to kind of, yeah, think that I'm playing other things, it's not really a big deal because that's, you know, guitar was an afterthought, really. Yeah, right. What other instruments? Um, banjo, mandolin. Um, oh, banjo? Oh, yeah. Cello, bass, anything with strings I'm, I'm really partial to. But, I, you know, I'll, I'll get on the drum kit and play keys as well. Mm-hmm. And um, if there's a sax around, I'll have a blow of that oh. as well because my dad had a sax in the house all the Saturday time. Saturday so. night. But he's, you know. <laughs> He was very like, don't touch my sax, oh. you know. So yeah, I love the fact that Mark's just walked straight yeah. past. Well, that. Didn't like that, yeah. no. no, Mark. Okay. That's a Saturday night. No, that's what I grew up. That's a, that's a signature sax line. Exactly. Signature, absolutely signature. <laughs> In year twelve, my mate played the sax. I think Joe Camilleri might might have played that. Yeah, yeah. I know he played. Yeah. On um, my baby, that's the oh, solo. Yeah, right. Joe. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Well, uh, my, my uh, what's his name? Caney. Something for nothing. Caney from Albury played it, and <laughs> his band was called After Dark, and that's all he play in the when we were boarding together. This well, bloody. Sad. If you were a sax player back then, wouldn't you be happy that no. there were some like sax things yeah. on the radio? Oh, mate, well, it was in the form of Saturday Night and My Baby and yeah. and yeah, well Joe Camilleri and uh, well Jojo Zep before that. I yeah. mean, these these were like. I can only ima- imagine it being a sax player would be slightly, slightly better than being a cellist, which I was as a kid. I had no references except for the ELO um, electric yeah, yeah, right. or- orchestra yeah. on, on a Saturday morning television. It was like, oh my God, there's a band with a cellist, you know, because <laughs> yeah, yeah no one had cellos would kind of like not in rock music. No. Not sax, like guitar. Sax is a very difficult instrument to play, is it not? I think it's well it's mono, it's monophonic, meaning it plays one note, in case yep. you didn't know that. Just I'm just Thank you. Giving, giving you all Appreciate that. It's <laughs> one note. Polyphony <laughs> polyphony and mono, monophony, I guess mm. you'd say. Yeah, that's what um, it is. Yeah, and I always always make jokes about that. It's a cheap joke, but it's uh, when, with any sax player, it's like, you know, can you play a chord? Oh, that's right, you can't. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible what you can do with it. But, yeah, like any instrument, I think any instrument has potentially is, is hard to play. And this is arguable, an arguable point, but I think a piano or a keyboard, you still have to be great to make it come alive. But at least with the keyboard, you're not, you know, your fingers are just accessing strings with this me- mechanical hammer you, you it's not as visceral as playing guitar where if you don't know what you're doing or even worse a, a string instrument like a cello or a violin where your intonation has to be perfect because you don't have frets determining where the notes are and the same with the saxophone you can't sort of get on a saxophone and really fake it too well you've yeah. got to really know no, what you're doing know. so but anyone us- get on a piano and play chopsticks yeah 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 <laughs> absolutely well, i can you play chopsticks no, no fact, it's hard isn't it um Tell me, Mark, is there the same quality of guitar playing coming out of world rock music as... So we're all about your age. Yes. Yeah, but then, they, you know, like back in the Stones days and, you know, you had yeah. Slash and Guns N' Roses, yeah. all these sort of rock heroes who were legendary guitarists. Mm. Has that fallen away? I think it... No, I, 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 can't, I think hardly, and it's great to see... Now I'm seeing um, the emergence of more female guitar players, mm. 
um, her, for instance. I mean, it just like it just keeps going and going and going. That legacy of like picking a guitar and making a good sound out of it. I I don't think it's disappearing at all. In fact, I think this generation that are coming up now, uh, they've got so much to draw from, and they're really u- using it through YouTube, and they're getting it so much quicker. Um, they're not relying on people like I relied on my siblings. Thank God, I, there was plenty of them. My my parents made seven kids, um, and seven. I was I'm the youngest, so all of them were buying records and bringing them into the house. That's what I, that was my education, you know. But these days, yeah, what you can learn just from getting on YouTube it's 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 mind blowing. I mean, I, I'm, we've, I'm, I think we've all seen these videos of kids that aren't even ten years old just just ripping it on the yeah, gu- guitar yeah. and other instruments. So that's the world we live in now. So I think, yeah, that combined with, you know, all the wealth of music out there, it's, 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 I think I look at it as a bright future. So these dates coming up, Diesel, oh. uh, forever national tour dates, starting in uh, January of mm. Oka Beach and then heading all the way through to Brisbane at the end of April. So you get down the road for a while. Yeah, we're hitting the Opera House. Yeah, what's right. that like? I've played both rooms. I, I really love all of them, actually. And now, um, well, yeah, the one that I, I, think I probably could experience the best sound in was the, the, the one on the other side, the Dame, Dame Joan Sutherland oh, room. Um, when we did a thing for, um, Fred, Fred and Mary of Denmark, Oh, mm, that was, oh. that was a cool thing. Yeah. Oh, um, Mary. but the studios underneath have arguably the best sound in, in the house that they, they sound incredible. Athenaeum? Athenaeum? I can't recall. I've done that one. So maybe oh. I did, but it was a long, long time ago. So yeah, these are all rooms that I'm really, really excited about. These are, Beautiful rooms. Yeah, Regal Theatre, I know, in Perth, having grown up over yeah. there. Yeah, what about uh, Margaret River, too? That'd be good well, down there. Yeah, I can't wait to get in the water down there, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Mm. You're a surfer. And grab a Pinot, maybe. You know, yeah. he's down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Danny Cabin Green. Too, Danny Cabin Green lives down there. He no, does. And surfs all the time. Yeah. You know, there Danny? are big, bloody, no? big yeah. animals in the water down big, there. Yeah, big uh, sharks. Marco. And Mushroom yeah. 50 as well. Oh, JB. what about that? Oh, go on, tell us about that, Ben Rabbit. 50 songs for 50 years. I can't believe it. I actually came down to Melbourne for the Mushroom. 25. So, wow. 25 <laughs> <years> CG. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I remember that. I was back from New York for, for that. And uh, it's like, what the, has, it's like, now we're doing 50, like mm. mind blowing. So, one night only. Yeah. Mushroom yeah. Group's 50th anniversary. So, 50 songs for 50 years. Diesel, aka Mark Lizette, is performing. What about this? Birds of Tokyo, DMAs, Hunters and Collectors, Ian Moss, Jimmy oh, Barnes, Missy right. Higgins, Paul Kelly, Ross, Ross Wilson. Wilson, The Rubens, The Temper Trap, The Teskey wow. Brothers, Vicar and Linda Bliss, and there's Amy Shark, and a whole lot more. How does that work with Definitely all the a lot more. equipment? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know that there's a, a crack band that are just going to be all on crack, and... Um, <laughs> It's yeah, no, yeah. They're gonna, it's it's an incredible um, feat, but that's how they do it. They have what for most of it, it will be one incredible, you know, Melbourne's finest, right? And um, just on and off really quickly. So a crack band like, is a, a yeah, good house band. band. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> like a house band. I thought yeah. they're on crack. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just going all night. <laughs> I remember Mark. I, I played cricket for South Australia, and we were travelling around. And we, I can't remember where we were travelling to, but we got on the plane to go and play in a game, and Johnny Diesel and the Injectors had just Injectors. played the night before. Ooh, and how Bill, they look? We're sitting there, ready, to, and on came the boys. I think we played the Thebanon, maybe. My goodness. The you, I reckon you'd had a minute's sleep. I've never seen a bloke look more tired. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I've kind of, I've traded my, probably my habits Back then, I've tra- traded them to sort of maybe your habits <laughs> at that time. Like, I, my, my habits are more like an elite athlete now right, on the road. Good. Well, you have yeah. to be. Well, yeah. You go, I mean, but you've got to have a crack early. You've got to be a rock you know, star. At that point, it's like every night was a Saturday night until yep. he realized it's like, it, hang on, this Saturday night thing, it doesn't, <laughs> you, can't, you can't have seven of them. <laughs> oh, I In fact, it. you can't even have one. Oh, I loved it. The boys all rolled on, and I remember oh, thinking, yeah. wow, they've had a good yeah, night. Go. They've had a good night. Just, yeah, I'm glad. Luckily, no one could light a match. Yes. <laughs> oh, imagine that. <laughs> Hey, well done. Yes. Awesome song forever. I haven't heard the rest of the album. Bootleg Melancholy. It's mm. out now. Mm. And get stuck into not only what's happening with Mushroom, but also the big tour coming up. Thanks yeah. for coming in. Yeah, well, thanks. Mark Lazat, a.k.a. the legendary Diesel on Triple M's Rush Hour. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. You've deliberately <laughs> come with a double oh, blow of crap. Time to connect with the uh, with the locals out there, the Rush the Hour locals. family. Yes. <laughs> 
133353, Jim, oh. because I was reminiscing the other day mm-hmm. about Grandma, and she used to make the best pancakes ever, Jim. I don't know. Yes. She had a secret ingredient. She what was put, it? Well, I don't know. She never used to tell me, and I was only young, so I didn't really give her stuff, but I, they <laughs> taste good. And dare I say it, my love for curried sausages came oh. from her too because oh. <laughs> she would put something in the curried sausages. So I like this secret ingredients mm. that you put into your dish or your casserole or your pudding or whatever it is. Yes. It's one triple three five three in a minute. But so I was reading something about Coca-Cola. Only two employees know the formula of Coca-Cola, Jim. Only right. two in the world. Only two. Right. But, and they're not allowed to travel together in case... You know, they both die. Oh, right, I Bill. The plane goes down or something. So they're not allowed to travel together. (laughs) One's got to be on one flight and one's got to be on the other. So that is interesting. So what's your secret ingredient? Because you think you're a chef. No, I am a chef, and I'm no, very, very good, very good. Uh, but bolognese is my number one oh, for the yes, kids. Yes. So I got, I've, I've got craft and range. Oh, I have a list. Yeah, beyond that, Rabs, don't look at me like everyone can do a bolognese because yes. I know that. But when I'm cooking for the kids, yes, I head down the bolognese path, mm-hmm. and every now and then I'll, I'll put some celery in there, or I'll put some carrot in there, oh, or nice. chop some bacon and put it in there. Oh, nice. But my, my secret ingredient, yes, a little bit of milk. Milk. Mm. A little bit of milk. Wow. Because I was told that it adds to the rich flavour, but apparently it also cuts through the acidity of the tomatoes that I put in. Right. So Who told you I, that? Yeah. Oh, well, I got, I got tipped off, right. and I thought, well, I'll quietly have a look at it. And? Because the kids get very filthy if I fiddle with their recipe because yes, it's so good. Yeah. It's just such a banker. Shut up. <laughs> Rabbits, it's and, bankable. So how does it go with the milk? And good. Ooh. And also gives it a bit of a, a smoothness. Oh, right. So try that in your uh, bolognese Next sauce. Next time I on. make spaghetti bolognese or whatever it is. So, <laughs> yes. one, right, two, three, hence, five, that... three. Hence. Hence. What secret ingredient do you use in your stuff? <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, no. So, in, your, in your stuff. What secret ingredient do you use? Just stop there, fat. Uh, we got a nice prize? Yes, we do. We have $100 grilled vouchers to give away and a brand new prize, bottles of Starwood whiskey, if wow. you don't mind. Oh, hello. Yes, nice. take whiskey somewhere new with Starwood delicious, juicy and approachable Starwood whiskey to new horizons. Mm. One triple three five three. ring now. Good prizes. <laughs> What's the question? What secret hey, what ingredients question? do you use? <laughs> it's the rush hour. In your stuff. <laughs> Triple M's rush hour with JB and Billy. Can you do the splits? No, no oh, don't yeah. you try. Jeez. Never get up. <laughs> We're talking secret ingredients, Bill. We are indeed, like Grandma used to do and Jim with his milk in the spaghetti yes. bowl. And we go to yes. Maddie, who's in Doreen. Hello, Maddie. Hi, boys. Good. What's your secret ingredient, Matthew? Vegemite in your spag bowl. Vegemite? Yeah, Vegemite in your spag bowl or your meat pie sauce. Why are you doing that? Flavour. Puts a bit of salt in it. <laughs> yes, that would be true. Yeah, it'd be all right. I'm going to try it. You right. should try Vegemite. it, Vegemite? I will yeah. try it. I'll give that a crack. Well done, Maddie. Monique's there. Hello, Monique. How we going, guys? Hey, on. We're lovely. What's your secret ingredient? My secret ingredient is chicken stock powder in your scrambled eggs. Ooh. How do you do that? Just throw it in when you're doing the eggs. Yeah, when you're beating them up um, and you normally put in your salt and pepper, you just chuck in your chicken, so- uh, chicken stock. Right, eh? Right, eh? Hmm. Might try I that, like that. Are these uh, gems, Fat? The people are writing these down as we're going mm, through. Well, I am. Absolutely. Lukey's in Glen Iris. Hello, Lucas. G'day, guys. How you doing? Good, Lucas. What do you got for us? Mate, I'm a big fan of the curried sausage as well, Billy. Good. And the uh, secret ingredient for me is some cubed uh, Granny Smith apple and some sultanas. It oh. makes it sing. Makes it sing? Oh, so, Granny delicious. Smith apple and sultanas, Jim. Yeah. I like. Well, we like curried sausages, uh, Rabs, but... Not as much as our man, oh, and yeah. uh, during COVID, he, he latched on. Have we got it there? Uh, we will in a sec if you just All keep right. patting a little bit. <laughs> All right. So we here we go. Down to the creamy. Have a listen. 
And What's Fred doing? What, what, what was that? He's what are you eating? Damn it, Cremorne. What are you eating? Curried sausages, Jim. Just oh, came my God. <laughs> they were on special. Oh. I'm going to try them with a Granny Smith apple and Sultana. So, Sharon, say good day, Shaz. Hey, Shaz. Hey, how are you? Good. What do you got for us? Well, I've got a little bottle. It's called Magi Original Seasoning. Mm-hmm. And it goes in absolutely everything. You can put it in curries, sausages, Ooh. rice, soups. Wow. It doesn't matter. Wow. It just adds a bit like a Worcestershire sauce. I don't know whether you've heard oh, of it. Hang on, hang on, Bill. Which one? <laughs> Worcestershire. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say, Sharon. Well done. It is. Worcestershire. No, you... I can't even say it. <laughs> no! Thanks, Bill. Come on, Sharon. Say <laughs> it. Bugged me. Come on. <laughs> Worcestershire. That's oh, it. Well done. There we go. It's, it's Maggie seasoning sauce. Maggie. Yeah. Maggie, and it, well, it's Maggie or Maggie. I don't know which Maggie, way you say you it. Were right, I swear Chess. to God, it's the best. And also <laughs> another one on your curried sausages, sultanas, apple, chutney, and coconut milk. Wow. Ooh, have a listen to Shaz go. A lot of people love curried sausages, Jim. I'm See? not sure why. Oh, Shannon. Shaz yeah, loves so, them. Stay there, Shaz. Yeah. So we got Shannon in Cranbourne. Hello, Shannon. Yeah, how you going? What do you got for us? Uh, so back to when you were talking about the best pancakes oh, you've ever had. Yep. Oh, mate, grated Granny Smith apple. Grated apple. What, within the mixture? Yeah, within the mixture, and you cook it yeah. in a shallow olive oil. Well, there you go. Ooh, I don't know if Grandma used what? to do They that. are crispy and soft. You'll never go back to anything else. <laughs> crispy and soft. <laughs> See, Jim, people oh, love pancakes. I make, I make a, actually, I make a beautiful oh, pancake, but I tend to go pretty standard. Yeah. I don't I don't great Granny Smith apple. Well, you should. Kids well, would I'm love gonna, it. I'm going to mm. from now on. And Clayton's there. G'day, Clayton. Afternoon, gents. Secret ingredient, bottle of red wine. Everything else tastes good after that. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, listen, listen. Hey, what's your go-to? Where, if you've got to choose Chiraz. one, what are you choosing? Uh, uh, Pepper Jack Chiraz. Pepper Jack. Lambrusca. My in-laws are mad on Pepper Jack. Proper red. (laughs) Yep. They love the Pepper Jack. It's actually, we got Maxie Gorn in Rabs, didn't we? He was the ambassador for Pepper Jack. Yes, he is. And they sponsor the AFL as well. Mm. Yep. All right. Like that. Who are you uh, hitting prizes at all? Oh, I like this, Jim. Uh, full board, by the way. Well full done, board. Fat. Yeah, yeah. Right, fat. I'm yeah. going with Matt in Doreen, who liked the oh. Vegemite in the spaghetti. I like that, Matty. You have won. We're going to send you a bottle of two-fold double-grain Starwood whiskey, mate. It is absolutely delicious, mate. Just around the corner here in Port Melbourne. Yeah. Beautiful, boys. Thank you very much. So Bill chose him, Rab, so he could say his joke again. No, it's not. <laughs> That's all you Poor did. Where was Matt? In Doreen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. And Sharon, who uh, told us about the Worcestershire. Yes. Uh, what does Sharon want? Shaz, you've got yourself a $100 grilled voucher. Oh, Sharon. Yep. Oh, no. Thank you. Go on. She can put a Maggie seasoning sauce in that. We would have grab a, a $20 treat mm-hmm. meal at Grilled with... Oh, my What's God. wrong with you? <laughs> no, no, no. With selected burger, six healthy fried chicken bites and chips, get a taste of great value, relish, exclusive limited offer, T's and C's apply. Well done, Grilled. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Good phone, yeah. Bill. Oh, I know. Yeah. I just, yeah. just We come need to, to get me. to the bottom of something. It's happened in our office. Oh, yes. And all roads lead to one man. Yeah. Mm. You. Mm. Or <laughs> Jasper. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Our reps for props <laughs> and intuity. <laughs> Last night a crime was committed in the office. Oh, I know. I know. Think, so I'm, and I'm, I'm sitting at the, in the airlock where you guys are now. With Beersy, our head of digital, because I'm going to a dinner for uh, my youngest, uh, second youngest son's actually into school. So we're minding our own business. Yep. And then suddenly a couple of our staffers from the other side of the building Ooh. came in and said, have you seen anyone walking around? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's about 10 to 7. Yeah. I said, no, actually, we haven't. We're just sitting here watching the NFL before I went to this thing at Crown. I said, why? And they said, because someone has come in and graffitied the windows oh. at reception of our office. What I weird. said, well, I said, what do you mean graffiti? Yes. They said, mate, they've got spray paint out and graffitied our windows. What have I they sa- done? I said, with what? And they said, a cock and balls. Oh, oh Jim. A belt. 
I, I can't say it any other way. Oh, well, that's say, what they've done on our window. That's cock to me. No, no, no I wouldn't go. A uh, Cohen balls. Oh, Cohen balls. Yes. Right. So that's yeah. what they've they've oh. they've put that well, on our window with spray paint. Well, you were here in the building. Well, so they it's said the first time you haven't left at five, at ten past six. Exactly. <laughs> first time you haven't left for, at ten forever. But you're in the building, and it happened while well, you were here, and it was tagged. Riz. Riz. <laughs> Riz. Well, it wouldn't be me then because I'm W Riz. <laughs> Wild Riz. But, fat, there's no no one CCTV uh, vision. Rabs, have we oh. had a look at that? There yeah. is, but it's a bit blurry. You can't really see the, right. the culprit. The What's perp. blurry? Well, well, the vision's blurry. How? I, I don't know. The person, a person's attached to well, a was... breakfast on our sister station. Mm hmm. Mm. Uh, two-day Fox, what are we calling it these Fox, days? Rex? Fox FM. Fox, yeah, two Fox day FM. Sydney. Just tell All right, Jim Fox. <laughs> All right, Nick, so Nick Cody is a very good man. Yes. And he's part of that show, had his own thoughts on who it might be. Could it be the people over at another radio station? Oh, you think this is like an attack? Yeah. An, a radio yeah. war attack? Why is our boss, Mad Mando, laughing hysterically? Did she do it? Did you, did, do you know what I happened? absolutely did not do it, P.S. Do you think it's Billy Brownless? Oh, Why would Billy do that? Oh, yeah. We're mates. Billy, Billy, that the drawing's too good. <laughs> <laughs> Billy wouldn't be able to do that. Well, that's so Bill, the Louche. That's uh, Fev who reckons. The Louche. And Fee Fee, as she there, said. We yes, are and Amanda Lee as well. I helped him do the bloody World Guinness Book of Records. Mm. So, so I wouldn't do a bit. All roads me. lead to you because it's your sort of humour. Yes, it is. And, and the drawing wasn't great. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> so was it you? I used to do that in when I was doodling, funny enough. Uh, at school, I'd do stuff like that, Jim. But no, it was not me. It wouldn't have been anyone in the building that works here. That's just... That's well, you wouldn't have thought. Grow up. <laughs> just stupid <laughs> stuff. Fair <laughs> I reckon it's someone that's just coming quickly, bang, and out. So... Yep. But surely we'll find out with the camera, Jim. But it, it's just interesting. The first time ever in 10 years you've been here late and that's happened. I know. Yeah. So, And I'm sitting with our man Beersy watching the Jets. Oh. I don't know who they were playing against. Yeah, it's doing that. <laughs> well, was, yeah, was, they was were. Jasper still here? Oh, oh there, it was. Uh, he might have ducked out to get some paint. Oh, yes. Oh, I could have been. Pull now we'll see. We. Bag. I, I, I want to get uh, Whitney, our uh, producer, to get that CCTV vision yes. and find out who it was. Because we'll, we'll be able to tell by their body language, mm-hmm. by their body shape. Yes. We'll be able to tell. Doesn't matter how blurry it is. I reckon you can no. tell if it was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, to the Fox people, it wasn't me. No. Yes. no. Righto. And if you know who drew a dick and balls in our window, yes. contact Crime Stoppers, please. Exactly. That's how you get to the bottom of and it. And grow up. Grow up. <laughs> That's the rush hour at Triple M. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Uh, had enough? Yep, we've yeah, we've certainly had enough. <laughs> More than enough. Okay. <laughs> now, this came across my desk, Jimmy. A quick one yes. for you off the yes. wires. The AFL yes. Commission has sent out invites, uh, Rabsy, mm. to ex-club presidents who have been a president of their club in recent times yep. for yes. seven years or more. Right. So, uh, what, what were they invited to? Well, to the long room at the mm-hmm. MCG. Very fancy, fancy, fancy uh, dinner. Yeah. We'd sit around and have a chat and things like that. So, Eddie was invited, of course. Uh, Jeff Kennett, Peter Gordon, uh, these great men, Tony Shepherd, all invited yes. because they've yes. been a president seven years or longer at their clubs. Yes. How long were you president at North Melbourne, Jim? Uh, ten years. Ten. Did yep. you get an invite? Jim. Oh, we might have lost him. No. (laughs) Why, how come I didn't get one? Because you're boring. (laughs) You are boring. These blokes that have a great Eddie and Kenneth and Gordon and Shepard, they're all good blokes. And old Stahl Bodler, it's just sitting over in the corner there, boring as batshit. You didn't get invited. That is unbelievable. Where was my invitation? Well, I mean, you're probably getting married. Who knows? But that's fancy. No, Bill, it was last night. Oh, was it? <laughs> well. Long room, too. That's very nice in there, Jim. Not many Jeez. people get in oh, there. I've got a deep dive into this fat. How am I not getting involved? Well, Gil's gone now and you'll get nothing. <laughs> you are getting nothing. Gil's left and you are getting nothing off the AFL. To start greasing some hands again, JB. Oh, I've had enough. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Oh, I'd love a curried sausage right now. Or a beef schnitzel. (laughs)
Uh, of course, you feel good. You're listening to the best show on radio. Plenty more still to come. But, Fat, mm-hmm. we need to address... Now, I don't know if we're allowed to do this what? anymore. Well, because, you know, it, laws around broadcasting have changed. Right. All right. So in the old do? days, we used to be able to really do whatever we like and then worry about it later. Mm. But I don't know whether that's the case anymore, Rabs. I think we uh, need to take things a little more seriously. Yeah, but, we do. What are you going to do? Well, it's a good friend of ours, a family member's birthday today. Oh. So what I thought we'd do, impromptu. Yes. Without teeing it up before. Right. Give him a ring Uh and say, happy birthday to you, family member. Right. So, this man's very close to us, of course, our show as well as Triple M footy. Rabs, I think you've got the number. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, so ring him, please. He is very close to us. Righto. And we we know he's sensible. Righto. Because if you rang someone else... You'd be worried. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you ringing, Raps? Ringing. Come on, Raps. No, it's ringing. This is no dial tone. Right. Why? Let's keep talking. That's right. What do you get then? Raps, what Silence. are you doing? Like a dan, dan. Like that. Damien Barrett. Please leave a message. Purple. Happy birthday, Fory. Happy 70th. You look 70 anyway. I suppose you'll be down the library renewing your library card, you boring bastard. Happy birthday. Well, I'm just looking at the uh, Instagram, uh, sorry, Wikipedia page here. Yeah. It says, Damien Barrett, an Australian journalist who works with AFL Media and covers Australian rules football with the number one station, Triple M. Uh, 54 years he turns today. Goes by the nickname of, and I'm re- Bill, this is yeah. verbatim. Yes, what? Damo. Yes. Purple. Yes. Warrior. Yes. Walk Fry. <laughs> uh, Damo, Damo, we are on air uh, leaving this message, oh, by yeah. the way. Oh, still going. Yes. Yeah. And we got a song. Oh, we got a song for you, We got a Damo. song for him. Right, I play it. There we are. Nothing is what we are. Nothing in between. Sail away with me. Happy birthday, good old mate. That's it. I uh, love that, Jim. Go home and have a real boring night. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we still on air? No, end of I've, message. We're on air, but right. uh, I've, I've hung up on Damo, so I'm sure you'll get some feedback from that. <laughs> Wait till he listens. No, he's, a, he's a great man, Damo, so we wish him well. Well, well he'll be a... very busy because the trade period obviously wraps up this time yes. at tomorrow night, yeah. and you've got some news there, Bill. Oh, from oh, our man, on, number fa- one trade right man, on. Callum yes. Toomey, Nick Cofield. Caulfield. Caulfield. Paddy Dow. Deal going down right now. Four clubs involved. Western Bulldogs, St Kilda, Carlton, Essendon. Bombers set to get an upgraded picks. Caulfield will (laughs) head to the Dogs as well as picks. Dow will go to the Saints and the Blues to get picks for Dow. There you go. That's from our man. That didn't make a hell of a lot of sense. make any sense? (laughs) Well, there's four clubs involved. It gets um, irritating. Uh, Well, irritating. (laughs) Geelong Cats. Oh, they picked up Stephen King as an assistant coach, Jim. That is good right, news. Good. Yep. Kingy, of course, Former was star of the club. Was captain of the Geelong Football Club, yep. so he's back at the Cattery there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also Port Adelaide confirms it will use the preseason and national drafts to acquire Radicalia and Brandon Ooh. Zerk Thatcher wow. if needed. Because if need be. that's going down to the wire, that one. That's an interesting one, that one, Jimmy Boy, there. I like it. Well, speaking of Port Adelaide, of course, Chris Titmar is... Have you finished the rap? Yes, I have. Chris Titmar's one of their uh, biggest fans, one of their most famous yes, fans. Former world number one squash player. <laughs> squash is coming back to the Olympics in 2028. <laughs> so all questions need to be aimed at this man who's let himself go, it has to be said. <laughs> He's, he he's not in the shape he was when he was playing. Not but at we're going to speak to him next. He's bad. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. It's a lot of work went in, though. <laughs> yeah, not by you. Oh, oh no. Squash is officially back in the Olympic Games LA 2028. We are joined by Australia's greatest ever squash player, Chris Dittmar. It's yeah. the most exciting news in squash since... Maybe ever, as it becomes an Olympic sport in 2028. And when it comes to squash, there's only one man we could possibly speak to. One more piece of magic. And that's it. Chris Dittmar's done it. Please welcome former squash world number one, Chris Dittmar. I think, I'm not sure, but I think... 
I think Jeff Hunt's just... Uh, I, don't know where, I don't know where Jeff is, but he's probably <laughs> thinking uh, I might have had Dits as our greatest ever squash player. Yes. But 2028, the game is back at the highest level, so we had to yeah. go to our man, Fat, and yeah. find out whether he's in the sort of nick that could see one of the great <laughs> oh, comebacks oh, of no. all time. <laughs> Dittmar! Hey. Do they still oh. use wooden rackets? Will I still be all right? Will I be all right or not? When's your I've last, my, when's your last my, game of squash? I've got my volley OCs. I've got everything ready. I've got, I've got the little white paintbrush out and I've painted them. We're ready to go. When was your last game of squash, Chris? Oh, about 15 kilograms ago. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I tell you, I, I had a look at the form, right, yeah. because obviously I'm a student of the game. You are, Jim. So yeah. I had a look at the form. I see old Ali Farag is the best in the world from uh, Egypt. Right. I see right. Nua Al-Shabini is also oh, from yeah. Egypt. So the Egyptians, well. got, the Egyptians have got a hold of our game. Yes. But I looked yeah. down the rankings. I had to keep looking and keep looking and keep, keep yeah. looking until I eventually came across Rexy Edrick. That's him. Who's a, 122 in the world. Oh. Uh, You're beating him now. Away. Hasn't it fallen away? It's terrible. It's terrible. Now, listen. I know you're excited. I can. I can hear it in. I can sense it in your voice. Yes. Both yes. Of you. I know the sincer- and the sincerity because yes. you both recognise that this is the toughest, most athletic uh, sport, and and it's a thinking man's game. It's an intellectual game as well, and it's about time that we were recognised. How do you think? What do you do out there? You just hit the bloody wall. It's like it's like chess, Bill. It's a mixture between boxing and chess and tennis and all of it thrown together. And seriously, it's not for the faint-hearted. You know, you've got to have an intellect to know where to hit the ball and and really to to work your opponent out and ah. and to just decipher where you're going to hit the ball next. It's you know, you don't just hit it. It's not like not like Brace or walking out and I'll just nick one to the slips and walk off. Yeah. You you actually have to put a game plan together. Right. So who out of Jensha Khan or yeah. Jahangir Khan had a better intellect? Because they both had you. <laughs> yeah, they did. Actually. Well, all right. Well, I've got the World <laughs> Open Finals here that you made, yes, okay? Uh, yes, I want to know which who beat you, all right? Because you're yeah. runners-up. In 1983, yeah. who beat you there? Uh, I don't know. Oh, 87? <laughs> no, nah, not sure. 89? <laughs> Can't remember. 90? Oh, did, did I lose that one as well? In 92. <laughs> and I lost then as well. How is that? That's five, you lie. I only, lost, you. I only lost four grand finals. You've lost five world opens. Yeah. That's what you call a full house, isn't it? A full knit. <laughs> so I, I know I know Ditz, he had a glorious commentary career with the Seven yes. Network, including two yeah. gold medals in yeah. the taekwondo and also the beach volleyball, and both of That's them right. were outstanding commentary yeah. performances. But yeah. surely now with nine having the Olympics, you're yeah. going to jump across and head up the commentary for Squash 2028. Yep. Well, you can only hope. And I hope it, I hope it goes better than my last experience, JB, which right. you might remember we were, in, uh, we were in the UK for the Commonwealth Games. Yes. Um, and Squash got into the Commonwealth Games, and the head of... The head of Channel 7 Sport was a fellow that you and I worked with closely, Harold Anderson. Yes. And as you know, JV, when you, he was very serious, wasn't he? You had to get everything right. Yes. You had to know the pronunciations. You had to know the, everything about every sport, and he was really strict. And, Bill, the day before the game started, he called every commentator individually, and I, I had netball, and so we had our netball meeting, and this is what I expect, and when we yeah. throw to, you know, ad breaks, I want this, and this is how you, you know, introduce the team. It was really, you know, a lot of rules. Anyway, yeah. Then I was about to leave, and he said, oh, I see I've got you down for squashes. Well, that meeting's later on today. We might as well do it now. I said, oh, good. We'll get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. He said, look, he said, I'm sorry. It's a shit sport, but we had to get someone to do it. <laughs> I said, oh, I said, oh no, no worries. He said, are you across the rules? <laughs> I said, yeah. yeah. I said, yeah, I know the rules. He said, do you know, do you know the scoring, how they score? I said, yeah, I know how they score. Yeah. <laughs> And this is how the conversation's going. It's getting worse and worse. And, he's, and he said, yeah, look, I'm bloody sorry. He said, you'll have a few boring days out there. He said, I'm sorry. I've, I've got to get someone to do it, and your netball will be finished. I might as well send you out to do the squash. I said, yeah, no, good as gold. And it kept going on and on. He kept saying, look, I'm really sorry. I said, you know, I said mate, I said, look, I don't know how to say this, but I'm, you know, world champion. I'm world number one. You were. And there was, this, there was this great pause. He said, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, too. Yeah, sorry about that. And yep. Anyway, what what happened to the worst part, and that was fine, and I didn't care. Like, I, you know, I didn't. I, I thought it was funny, to be honest. And 
that night, he wasn't the most popular bloke amongst mm. the commentary team. So no. I went at the bar that night, and I'm with all the greats. You know, there's there's McAvaney and Cometti, and, you know, everyone's there. Drew Morford. Yeah, Drew, Mor- Drew, Drew Morford was there, all of these big names. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, as I walk, and I'm just a minnow, I'm just an unknown, but as I walked up, they were talking about this Harold Anderson. I said, have I got a Harold story for you? <laughs> so anyway, I tell them my story. Well, they're, they're laughing that hard. They're spilling beers and they're yep. slapping each other on the back. How good is this? And every time someone entered the circle, Ditch, tell your story about Harold again. So by the end of the night, I've told this story about 30 times. And you know now, this is no bullshit. If I'm at the footy now and Dennis Committee walks into the media room, he, yep. he, doesn't say, he says, Hey, are you across the rules? You know, <laughs> hey, do you know how they score? And he reels it off word for word. It's it's so it was just one of those horrible bloody moments, and uh, it didn't go too well. I absolutely loved it. And what I what got back to me about it was that there was some little bloody minnow next to you, like like some little stats, you know, yeah, man. <laughs> dweeb. And at some stage, Harold Ethan. said, look, if, you, if you've got any issue with the scoring or the rules or anything to do with this sport, you can ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? Hey, oh, hey I'm just reading on here, uh, Ditz. Yeah, so man. you lost the five World Cups, but you also won three bronze medals. Who beat you in that? Oh, <laughs> oh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> look, I rang up for a good positive story. Did yeah. you win I, anything? No, I didn't actually, no. You were ranked number one for about 20 days. Yeah, about that, yeah. But that's all right. And I retired then. As soon as I got to number one, Bill, I retired. I thought this will do. I'll I'll tell you what he did win, uh, and and he won it every year, because when I first went across to South Australia, it was early 90s. Oh, yes, what did he win? They had the South Australian Sports Star of the Year. Yeah. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, who this will be? Tony Modra? Greg Chappell? Or uh, David Hooks? (laughs) Yes. You know, some of the big names that represent South Australia? Chris Dittmar. I'm like, who the f***? <laughs> Sandy haired skinny bastard got up. I'm like, what is this? Ray, not only you, Modra said it. Everyone said it. Ian Chapel said it. Greg Chapel said it. Everyone in the You room. beat Modra. <laughs> beat them all. Oh. Hey, here's a serious question for you Are there any squash courts anywhere? Well, there's only a few left. Yeah. There used to, be, used to be everywhere. Exactly, yeah. mate. I, I couldn't tell you where a squash court is. Yeah. Well, the problem was, you know, property tycoons like you came along and yeah. they were, they're all prime real estate. They, you know, they're like eight squash court takes up a lot of area. And that was the problem that after it exploded and there were courts built everywhere, people worked out, well, I might as well build office blocks here or, you know, a high rise or mm-hmm. something. That was the problem because court, like tennis courts, they, they sit empty all day, don't they? And then they're sort of busy at night. And that was the problem with it. So it wasn't that the sport died, but the facilities were just on great real estate. No wonder all Rexy right. can't get up more than 122 in the world. Come on, no, Rexy Hedrick. Right. Uh, now, we need to just pivot for a second. Cool. Uh, a very, very passionate Port Adelaide man. Yes. Mm. Uh, got the home and away uh, mm, done and dusted. Yes. Got themselves Fine. into the top four. Finals. Starting to feel good about themselves. Yeah. And then yeah. what the hell, the hell happened, happened after that? Yeah, similar to me playing squash, Bill. Yeah. Just, yeah, just <laughs> sort of just, you know, get the job done for a while. And then when it all counts, yes. it didn't really happen. You know? <laughs> but, no, nah, it was disappointing. And I don't know. We just, uh, look, if you think about the two finals, I called the game for Triple M up in Brisbane. That was very disappointing. We played well for a half and then no. just gave nothing. And I actually think Port Adelaide's issue is we, we talked all about this gun midfield. We yeah. were really happy. We love Rosie and Butters and you know, Horn Francis, yeah. it fell away after that. I just felt there weren't enough contributors. And everyone, like, look at Collingwood Grand Final Day. You win a grand final, every bloke plays well, and that's what you have to have, don't you? All right. All right. Uh, so he's flat. He's he flat, our man. He's, he's flat. But breakfast yeah. is going well, isn't it? Yeah, number one in that. It's the only thing I've ever been number one at. <laughs> For more How than mu- 20 days. Yeah. How much are you eating? Oh, no, I've cut right back. I'm down to about six meals a day. <laughs> and I like um, I like the white lightning a bit too much. I like the sad blancs. Yeah, they right. slows me right. down a bit. Yeah. Still selling the poker machine? Yeah, still doing that. <laughs> well, it's called, look, they're called high-risk investments, I like to call them. Um, yeah.
<laughs> Mate, one of the all-time greats, this bloke. Yes. I absolutely love him. Dominating breakfast radio in Adelaide. Good to chat squash with you. Thanks for having me on. And we can, look, we can do, I know you'll want it, we can do a weekly squash segment if you like. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Don't, reckon. don't worry about it. We'll ring no, you. I'll, we'll I'll ring get my you, manager Dips. to ring your producer. We'll sort something out, all right? Dips, piss off. <laughs> right, I see you. Chris Dittmar on the Rush Hour. By the way, you can catch Rude Dits and Loz for breakfast on the Listener app. It's the Rush Hour, Triple M. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. I have been on plenty of private jets. Oh. Triple M. Travis Old, the CEO of the Australian Grand Prix Corporation, joining us next because the MotoGP is back in Phillip Island from Friday and across all of the weekend. But something that's happening before Friday is us going to the Pink Hill Hotel in Beaconsfield this Thursday, boys. Yes, Jimmy, will you be back? I haven't thought this through, Fat. No, you haven't. Because I'm a long way down the west coast of Victoria. <laughs> you are. And I'm returning on Thursday. And last time I checked, Beaconsfield is another hour Spot on. east of the city. Sucked in. It'll be good. The Pink Hill Hotel Fev will be there. The Louche. J- James Patterson. We're trying to get him. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy P. <laughs> Apparently, we're twinging him up and said, no, I don't want to go on with those bikes. Come <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Jimmy. Fair, Fair enough. It's a flick, Jim. Well, it is a long him. drive for you, JB, but it is yes. a beautiful part of the world, I can tell you from This experience. is your part of the it world, is. Gary Warren. Yes. yes that Nary is Warren. my dad's name. I was from Nary Warren, yep. but Berwick, Packenham, Nana Goon, yep. Officer, Clyde North, officer. some of the best parts parts of the state. Oh, don't get lost in Officer. Mm-hmm. Ernst? Ernst, Ernst Wanky, Wank. yes, there might yes. be a question in the quiz oh. about Ernst Wanky as well. So make sure if you're in the area, head to the so, Pink Hotel on Thursday in Beaconsfield. Rabs, yes, do, you don't need a, a ticket or anything. You're just no. turning up. Turn up. You just right. rock up. And, like, like it, Melton. And the Pink Hill Hotel is massive as well, so we can accommodate a few. So make sure you head right. down, get some lunch, and watch the show live. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. <laughs> After the break, we're not having a break. Uh, yes. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Not Coming enough O's in smooth. <laughs> the MotoGP returns to Phillip Island this weekend. We are joined by the CEO of the Australian Grand Prix Corporation, Travis Old. Phillip Island is the place to be this weekend as it hosts the Australian round of the MotoGP. It's going to be about the swing to the finish line and it's going to be Rins wins in Australia. An absolute classic. This year, the event has a new boss. Travis Holt has been appointed the new CEO of the Australian Grand Prix Corporation. Good man, Trav. You know, Trav. That's uh, what's old is new again. <laughs> Please welcome Travis Holt. Right. So, wow. Bill, this wow. is how it works. What? We liked Westy, the previous we boss. We did. Was... But not as much as we like Trav, mm. especially when we're coming into platforms for the GP. GF1s. Tickets. Yes. Probably some drinks and food. Hospitality. <laughs> Sat on the Sunday. That's it. Yeah. And Trav, did you hear any of that? <laughs> Hello, gents. Sorry, cut out there for a minute. <laughs> hey, this will be good. Philip Island will be lovely down there. It's going to be great. It's going to be great, Billy. Um, yep. This, uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. looking forward to a big crowd getting down the island for uh, what's going to be an exciting race. Oh, they love it. I went on a bus once. You Remember did? we went with Triple yes. M, had a great time mm. down there. Gee, they go quick. About 330 clicks uh, around down the back end there. Got to watch the kangaroos sometimes. And Jackie Miller, he's an Aussie. He's going all right at the minute too, Trav. He's doing well. He finished seventh yesterday in Indonesia. Um, and he likes, he likes coming down. Uh, to his home track, yeah. so um, he'll be looking forward to this weekend. Now, Trav, tell us how long you've had your feet under the desk and what's the most challenging part mm. of taking on this role? Uh, it's about um, about eight weeks, I think, JB, and it's um, the, the challenging bit is the good bit. It's, it's new. I was in footy for 20, 25 years and loved every minute of it. Um, and some of the stuff is the same and some of the partners are the same, but a lot of it's, a lot of it's new, new people, um, particularly the international piece, new partners. Um, so I've spent a lot of time the last eight weeks getting around meeting a whole lot of new people and understanding uh, what the role entails. How much time internationally will you have to spend over a 12-month period? Uh, well, you know, you've got to get it around and have a look at how the others do it, JB, and so mm-hmm. I should go and check out a couple of the uh, F1 races and a couple of the MotoGP races. <laughs> Let me take races. a wild guess. Would <laughs> Monaco <laughs> be one of them? Monaco? Look, it's one of the ones they recommend. Oh. <laughs> so <if> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> LA, LA, you'll be all right. Vegas. You're doing a you're doing a great job of reading my notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love it. Hey, also, um, are you from Stanhope, by the way, Trav? Yeah, the family's from Stanhope and Tatura. 
Um, Stand up. Eight hundred people, Jim. Smallest joint you've ever seen. Good country boys. And the Tatura pub's got uh, the urinal. Where a picture of Bill with his mouth open, (laughs) Trav, so people can (laughs) wee on him. (laughs) They wouldn't enjoy that, Dave. They wouldn't have thought. (laughs) I know. Tatura's three thousand people, three pubs. I know. They're thirsty lot. Mm. And they send a lot of videos to me while they're doing it, <laughs> <laughs> which is unpleasant, to be honest. Hey, uh, with this job, yeah. I get back to the Aussie Grand Prix, which is obviously next year. Uh, two amazing Australian drivers going to be involved in the race, which will make marketing it even easier, oh, I would have thought. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, we're very fortunate for a relatively small country. Mm. Um, we've got two drivers on the world stage, and um, we know Daniel, but Oscar's... Um, oh. He's had an incredible first year, and uh, he's obviously an unbelievable talent that we're looking forward to seeing lots more of. Yeah, the tickets will Local sell out boy. quick, won't they, mm. Jim? Oh, yeah. So we've got to get in there well, that's why we went with – I don't know whether we got, we've cleared up that issue we had at the top. So I'll be a bit more uh, succinct, Trav. Bill and I want access to wherever we want to go, yes. and we don't want to pay for anything. So just the same as usual, the same yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. From Brayshaw. <laughs> hey, I did hear – I got some good ears around the joint, and they said that uh, your speech uh, at um, Gill's Farewell – uh, was the best they've ever heard. You had a good crack at him. You spoke about how long the farewell's taken. It's the longest in history of sports management. He's farewell. Uh, and they reckon it was good. So well done to you. I like that, Trav. Thank you, Billy. I, um, you don't get the opportunity very often to roast your ex-boss without any consequence. So I sort of <laughs> thought I'd have a throw at the stumps and um, a bit of fun. And it was good. Yeah. Toby was there. It was a good, it was Mate, a good night. You yeah. knocked all three stumps out of the ground and... <laughs> What I especially liked was his attempt to slide back. Yeah. He said, oh, well, obviously, Trav spent a lot of time on that, so clearly there's not much to do running the Aussie Grand Prix. I'm like, Gil, lay down your guns. You've just been split down the middle. Just accept it and move on. He's on the canvas and still trying to throw punches. He was. So when do you head down to Phillip Island, Trav? I'm I'm here now, Billy. Oh, good. uh, Yeah, I've sort of set up camp here and here for the week. Um, And we're looking forward to it. We've had a team here for... She's the best part of a month. Yep. He's been supervising the construction of grandstands and all the hospitality oh, yeah. uh, facilities. And so um, we've got all our staff here and we're, we're hard at it getting ready. Now, you were a massive part, obviously, of keeping the AFL afloat during the COVID years. And you had to work very closely with Martin Pakula from the uh, mm-hmm. Labor government yep. here in Victoria. And now he's going to be the chair uh, with the board sitting over you. So you have a good relationship with him? Very good. Um we had a, you know, the game had a great relationship with Marty um, for quite some time. He's a he's a big follower of sport and events in um, in Victoria, and so, and he had a um a role to play in the extension of the F1 contract um, for 12 years, and so he knows the people well. He knows what makes it work. Uh, so we're very lucky as an organisation um, to have him come on as our uh, as our leader. Bloody hope. I saw him at the races that day having a couple of froffies. He was enjoying himself. <laughs> oh, Marty boy. Um, now, also, Joel Kelso, he's in the Moto3 category. Which That's right. The 250ccs, Trav. <laughs> That's right. So we've got um, – we've got, we've got... Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you've done your research. It's, it's, it's not obvious you don't know what you're talking about. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to let you go. You're a busy man now. They got you something sexy to drive around in. Have you got a big thumping V8 AMG Mercedes or a or Audi a, RS6 or, or something? About sustainability, I am. Oh. thumping V8. So I um, um, but no, I'm just potting around doing my bit. Um, and so yeah. All good. Sam Remo. sustainability. Yeah, did same, you hear that? Mate, I did. So I was in a electric car. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh. The hybrid. <laughs> I plug it into your bloody garage. San Remo Hotel. Just drop in there and see Pete. Me mate Pete, he'll give you a nice little chicken snitty. Uh, look forward to that. That'd be good. <laughs> hey, mate, good luck. A huge role. And uh, we love the Grand Prix in Victoria, of course, both versions, MotoGP and the F1. So we can't wait to see you tear both of them to shreds. Where do we get tickets, Raps? MotoGP.com.au, of course, the MotoGP guru by Griffin Australian. Motorcycle Grand Prix starts this Friday on Phillip Island. Well done. Go on, you, Trav. Thank you, guys. Well Appreciate your support. Do you want to watch Billy's joke? Look at him. Oh, He's now in the fetal position because <laughs> he knows how appalling that is. <laughs> Just follow Triple M Rush Hour on Instagram and you can see Billy's joke every day. Hey, tomorrow, Jay-Z Clark always. Oh, yeah. And then Ian Clark and Ariel Huckporty. Melbourne we, United. We, 
We watched them build, and they played beautifully. And Will Anderson. Ooh. So what about that for a show? That's a good show. Really Jim. hope it's a good show. Trade deadline last... tomorrow as exactly. well. Mm. What time? Seven thirty, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that. And, and what about now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the day with the laugh. Um, I have a joke. This is Billy's joke. Now this is a joke, by the way. If the police force are listening, Jim. Oh, no. <laughs> we all love. Oh, hang what on, they... Dis- disclaimer, disclaimer, <laughs> Rabs all... and myself. We all love what our good friends in the force do. Yes. But a cop gave me a ticket for speeding this morning, Jim. Right. So I thought I might get away with a warning. So I said, mate, uh, can I get a warning? He said, no, I'll give you a warning when pigs fly. I said, don't you blokes have helicopters? Oh, God, that's <laughs> not. No. No. <laughs> No. Jim. No. Between where nope. you live is a long way coming back nope. to Melbourne. They'll get no. you. They'll get you. Rabbits. Rabs. Choose them knocking on my door. You don't want to knock on my door. That's not going to work soft. ever. <laughs> We're law abiders. You, you are soft and you are soft. <laughs> we all love them. They're good people, but that's yeah. just a joke. So Friendly I don't Tuesday know. joke. No. None of that. Our great friends. Yeah. What are you going to do? For the service. <laughs> Helicopters, perhaps? Oh my god. Look at No thanks. Oh! <laughs> oh no. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet. Download the app for iPhone and Android. What are you really gambling with? 